0: This is the NFL Draft Bible Spotlight Show. Connecting players with football industry professionals since 2002. It's what we do. Welcome everyone to this NFL Draft Bible Spotlight Edition. Brought to you by, of course, NFL Draft Bible. Check out NFLDraftBible.com where we keep you up to date on everything you need to know. Last year's draft, next year's draft, five years from now's draft. Everything draft related for the NFL. We got you covered over there. Ryan Roberts here, Rising Draft on Twitter if you want to give me a follow as well. Breaking it down for the 2021 NFL Draft, kind of a dead period right now, so I want to kind of give give some guys an opportunity to get their name out there a little bit. I'm talking to a young man who I I saw his film three or four games from last season, and uh, I was really impressed by him. He's out of the University of New Hampshire. Safety, Mr. Evan Horn, who I have on the line with me. Evan, before we get started, man, Appreciate you coming on. Just say hi to the folks, and uh, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you again for having me on. I'm looking forward to uh, having this interview.
0: Absolutely, man. And and I'm going to kind of go through a little brief history of Evan real quick. Like I said, University of New Hampshire, he's been an excellent player the last three years, 170 tackles, 13 tackles for loss, 27 passes defended, 7 interception. He's kind of a Swiss Army knife on the defense. You see him doing a little bit of everything, in the box, short zones, deep zones. He's always around the football, forcing fumbles, whatever it takes. He's just kind of the guy that's always around the football, which you obviously have to respect. He's originally out of Lebanon, PA, Cedar Crest High School, where I went into his background a little bit, besides for being an excellent football player at Cedar Crest, was also a really good basketball player, played a little bit at New Hampshire, Early on in his career, basketball as well, and then also was a really good javelin thrower for track and field. So, Evan, take me into Cedar Crest a little bit, man, a little bit into the recruiting process, being a 3 sports star, and why New Hampshire ultimately was the best spot for you.
1: Yes, in high school, I uh, always prided myself in playing as many sports as I could, and just kind of, you know, enjoying the competition of things. And um, throughout high school, I was, you know, getting looks at for football, starting off. Early in my sophomore year, and then uh, junior year, AU for basketball kind of um, took off a little bit for me, and I was getting a lot of Division one looks for basketball. And basketball is my first love; I love basketball um, a lot. But being six foot is kind of tough sometimes when you when you're trying to go uh, <laughs> in the basketball world. So, uh, but anyway, long story short, I got uh, a couple offers for basketball. Then uh, New Hampshire, I came and visited, um, and I just loved everything about the school and. Uh, Coach Mack is one of you know uh, one of the better coaches in, in in the country in my opinion and I just love the family atmosphere and everything about it and you know when I came here I just knew this was a spot and uh, committed actually a week after I visited so um, it was just from there the rest has um, been going pretty well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Of, co- of course, you know, some of the accolades I've already talked about a little bit. Obviously, very well so far on the fall field. You, you also got a little opportunity to play basketball, it seems like, beginning of your career then, huh, too?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, after my first year, I, I was like, man, I registered in my freshman year. So, you know, I went from playing sports all year round, whether it was track. Like I said, it was, it, it, I was always playing a sport all year round. And, you know, when I got here, then it was like, oh, I'm just practicing. I'm, there's no games. There's, And it's a little different. So, you know, I was missing um, – the basketball version of it. And I, and I sat down with coach and I said, is there any chance that I can just, you know, try to play? And um, ended up essentially walking onto the team um, one summer and ended up starting uh, two two games for him. And, you know, I, I I played pretty well, but it was also tough. I mean, going from – because the year I started to play was after my register year. So I played a full year of football, took off a week, came back to school, and right, right as I start, joined the team, we started conference play in the American East. So it was like, it wasn't a big uh, break for us. And that year we went pretty deep in the playoffs. We made it to the quarterfinals. So like I said, I, we stopped playing football. I think my last game was like December 15th. And then December 27th, the week after, or the day after Christmas, I'm back at school doing <laughs> practice with basketball team. So it was kind of tough to, to translate, but um, I went through the whole season and um, my stats weren't the greatest. I averaged two points. So that's something I can't brag about, but. You know, it was, it was definitely a good experience. I'm glad you know I just, uh, put my name out there and tried to do it to so, live that Division One dream. I guess you could say, out
0: absolutely, man. And not many people get the opportunity to do that. So obviously, it's a it's a huge accomplishment for you. You played Division One in in two different sports. You can't take that away from you, no matter if you know the point per game total wasn't quite <laughs> what you want to talk about. But also, I mean, I'm looking at this and I really respect this Evan because I've been a track and field coach for seven eight years um for on the high school level and i saw i think i, I think it was a hundred i was actually a throwing coach so I, I saw 188 foot was the javelin yeah was, it was actually right? at the,
1: the pen relays my senior year wow. um you know you probably you know the pen relays i'm sure Obviously, and it was, yeah. it was an awesome uh, really nice day out and it was first it was my very first throw i just launched it and then the rest of my five throws were about one 175, 180 range. So I never got back to that initial first throw, but I was so juiced up for it. And uh, it was just, you know, it was an awesome day. I didn't think I ended up placing think like seventh or something like that, but um, yeah. And then javelin, you know, I, I think I placed like third in the state my junior year. Mm-hmm. And then of course my senior year, there was an all-star game I played in and my track coach told me I, I shouldn't play in it. But, you know, it was, it was a football game. I said, well, why not? It was in Pittsburgh and it was a lot of my friends were playing in it and I said, I, I should play in it. Ended up kind of tweaking my my shoulder a little bit and ended up not being able to continue that. But then I ended up doing the long jump. So, um, yes, yeah, so that was pretty much my track career. Kind of ended kind of messed up, but I mean it, it worked out. So,
0: yeah. Oh, most definitely worked out. And it, it, it's just I'm just trying to put this into context for folks this this accomplishments in high school. I, I mean, you usually see a guy that might be you know a great a great athlete in two different sports, but you dominated three different sports. In the you know in your section in your in your in the state pretty much in in general so really incredible accomplishments and we're kind of talking here because your New Hampshire career now because I'm looking at it and I think you were you know as as your 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 freshman year on the field FCS playoffs I think that was year you guys made the run to the third round of the playoffs if I have my year straight here. Then you kind of had a down year in 2018. I know this past year, you know, some guys will look at the 6-5 and five record and say, you know, you guys improved, obviously, from the year before. But I'm looking at that 6-5 and five record and three losses by one score. I mean, you guys are a couple plays here and there away, away from, obviously, FCS playoffs, but maybe it being a completely different year. For you, just kind of relive this past year for me and how you're going to use that. Because, obviously, it was an improvement from the year before. How can you guys use the momentum kind of going into 2020?
1: Yeah. So it was obviously something that, um, I don't know how much you know about New Hampshire history, but we've been saying about how we've made the playoffs the past like 14, 15 straight years. So last year obviously was definitely not something we expected when we went four and seven, we had one of the first losing seasons in, in a long time, but, um, besides that season, I mean, the past season, um, you know, we, we were six and five. And like you said, you read my mind, when you said six and five, I was like, man, we could, easily could have been nine and two. And there's a lot of things that, you know, go into games as, as you know, and, um, I mean, we could talk about all you want, this play, that play. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the plays weren't made to, to win. But if you look at it, we were a really young team. We had a true freshman starting a quarterback. I mean, he did a good job. But, I mean, how, how good can a true freshman, 18-year-old that enrolled early. I mean, But still, regardless, I mean, it, it was tough for our offense to get going. and I mean, our defense played really well. And it's just something that this year we've been trying to take the next step with our defense in terms of, you know, we always had that mentality of bend, don't break. But, you know, we, we did really well in, um, in terms of not letting them score. We were, we were pretty high in the, in the ranks and scoring defense throughout the country. But we just kind of like we felt like we would give the when we would get, get stops, we would let them get like one or two first downs. So we're bending, like I said, but we're, we're not breaking and letting them score. But it's just kind of trying to flatten out that bend and, uh, you know, just try to put our offense in better field positions. And that's something that our defense wants to take the next step for. And I think if we can do that, I mean, with the guys returning this year, we can have a really big year, hopefully, if this year it eventually happens. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I know, obviously, I said, you know, you're a three-year contributor. You talked about that that redshirt year you had in 2016. I know it had to be tough for you. You talked about a little bit, you know, not being able to do much, you know, just practicing. For you, though, how was that season beneficial? How did that kind of help you? Because, I mean, after that redshirt year, 2017 rolls around. You're a valuable contributor to a really good football team. So how did that that 2016 redshirt year really help your career so far?
1: Yeah, it definitely helped. I mean, coming in, I actually wasn't like I wasn't – like I said, I wasn't playing, but I was still the second string on the team. We had a senior that was starting over me. And, uh, you know, it was, it was really good for me though. Cause I was traveling every game. Um, uh, I remember there like, I, I was prepping each week as I was a starter, but then, you know, there was think, three or four games where I actually was, cause at that time the register rule was, if you play one snap, you're burned. So, mm-hmm. um, for me, it was like, Oh man, if I, like, um, I'm not playing this third week, but if our safety somehow gets a concussion or somehow tweaks his ankle I'm the next guy up. So each week I was preparing, like I was a starter and, you know, obviously coming from high school to college, it's obviously a huge step in terms of like your preparation and watching film and stuff like that. So just learning from the older guys there and preparing, like I was playing really just set me up even better than for my freshman year as this isn't nothing new with me prepping for this week. And that's obviously grown for me. I mean, one of the things I take pride in my game is I think I'm really smart with uh, like how things work, how, why this guy does this thing. And that's one thing I've talked to you about with watching film, asking you for film to send me that I didn't have. And that's one thing I've, I've always um, been really good at and just that first year really helped me excel that that part of my game
0: yeah and and that that kind of leads me right into my my next question evan And it's perfect segue because we talked about this briefly before you know you asked me um just some some strengths that you have but things that you need to improve on it and i told you you know i, I feel like you're versatile. You have great eyes. You you maintain great eye discipline, which is so important in coverage. But the the thing that really surprised me about you, because, you know, we see the physicality you play with. You're a great tackler. You can do stuff in the box. But whether it's in short zone or in uh, deeper zones, you have a really nice understanding of spatial awareness, and you're able to kind of just do different multiple things for the secondary. For you, though, kind of looking at your strengths, I want to ask a little bit about the points of improvement over the years. What, what are some things in your game that you've seen improve most during your time so far at New Hampshire?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that, I mean, obviously we talked about my man coverage. One thing I really want to get better at, and that's something that's been improving every day um, since I really got here. And um, But one thing I really want to work on is kind of just being like, kind of expanding on the, the versatility that you were talking about Um because, I mean, I don't know if you know, but I, I always take pride in this and I joke around with my buddies at school that I'm the first player in college football that has is, that long snapped in a game and also returned punts in a game. So <laughs> I've always joked with people saying, I mean, how the hell can someone who is a long snapper also be a punt returner? Like just, those two things don't go together. And um, I was always a second team long snapper. And then as the years went on, this one guy got hurt. So for three games my redshirt freshman year, I was a long snapper for the punt team. And then I ended up returning punts. It was like, man, if I could do this, man, there's so many other things I can do. And throughout the years, I mean, I just got more versatile in my, in my opinion. And, but the things, like I said, I mean, I've, I've been real smart with how I you know, see things develop. And, um, but the biggest thing for me, I think, is just kind of ex- expanding on also as well, my, my, my physicality and speed. And there's some plays that, you know, I think I could have made if I was a little bit faster or some plays I could have made if, you know, if I was just a little more athletic and I'm not saying I'm not athletic, but I mean, there's things that I just got to keep getting bigger and stronger and faster because I'm at the same time, I'm still playing at the FCS level. I'm not playing the, the Bama as a Clemson. So I just got to really dominate in, in my opinion, in uh, this level physica- physically, physically.
0: Yeah, of course. And and I know, you know, you don't accomplish some of the things you've been able to accomplish during your career without being a good athlete. And some people kind of look at, you know, straight line speed is the indicator it's about functional athleticism. It's about be able to have range on the back end to be able to cover enough ground. And the not only do you have that, you also have we already talked about it a little bit spatial awareness. You have IQ. You're able to really have a feel for the game, which makes up. You know, you're not hesitating to flip your hips and run. You you are just flipping your hips because it's a natural thing for you, which cannot be undersold. And I'll tell you one thing: I'm a I'm a big Notre Dame fan. And when I watched your film, you reminded me of someone that's near and dear to my heart growing up, Um, Mr. Tom Zbikowski, who was a great player for Notre Dame. I went on to play with the uh, Baltimore Ravens, Oakland Raiders for a couple years, and he was just kind of that same thing, you know? He was the punt returner, and it was just like no matter what he did, he was the best player on the field every time for Notre Dame. So just quick, quick um, comparison for you, and then I kind of want to segue that into some players on your end, that you maybe try to model your game after a little bit.
1: Yeah, so uh, to go off, you were talking about Tom Zivikowski. So I don't know if you knew he was a boxer too, right? I'm, I'm sure he probably was. heard the stories. And um, I remember growing up, I talk- we talked before about being Notre Dame fans. And um, I always liked him just because he was so, like you said, he was so versatile with the pun returning and stuff and like that. And um, so there's the two guys that I think that I really like to, to kind of make my game off of is him and another guy from Notre Dame that I've also asked you about is Harrison Smith. Um, like I said, he, he's a, he's a really good player. I mean, he's been all pro with the Vikings the past couple of years. And, you know, he kind of would say model my game after, because I mean, he, he's the same kind of situation, maybe a little bit taller than me, but he's kind of, his instincts for the game are just so like, just advanced more than other players. Cause he's not the, like I said, he's not the most athletic. He's not the fastest four, four guy, but he, like he ran like a four or five, something four, six in the, in the 40 yard dash at the combine. And it's like, all right, well, this, this guy's running a four, 4 4, but this guy's instincts are better at 4 6. I mean, well, this just proves that, that that the 40 isn't all that big of a deal. I mean, obviously, it is, but in some situations, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've been watching a ton of film here just because the Vikings run a lot of cover four, and that's our, our base defense is cover four. So, it's like it's really interesting to see how he, he's been doing things, and it's nice to see the, the different ways he plays the game. And I like to be able to see those things and put those things in my game as well.
0: Yeah, man. I'll say Harrison Smith. There's not much better in the NFL right now. You know, Earl Thomas is is starting to show his age a little bit. Who's the best safety in the NFL? I just saw it on Twitter the other day. Uh, for my money, it would still be Harrison Smith right now. Earl Thomas obviously is always in the equation, but Harrison's just been such a solid football player for a long time coming out of Notre Dame. I think, I mean, I, mean I feel like he's been in the NFL for like 15 years. I still think he's only like 28 or 29. So he's still got a yeah. few years left. Um Evan so kind of, we talked about the improvement from last season obviously you've been on a New Hampshire team that had a an incredible season third round of FCS we talked about a little bit uh, during the 2017 season for 2020 God willing there is a full season now some goals you have individually team wise what do you kind of want to end your career on
1: so, so let's start with team obviously because um so one thing I've, I've been talking to coach or head coach about a lot is, you know, how do we take that next step? I mean, I've talked told you already how we've made the playoffs 15 years in a row. Obviously, the end of the past two years, but anyway, we can't really brag about making the playoffs for 15 years because it's like, all right, you made the playoffs. We lost in the, the second round. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. And, you know, you had an okay season. You went 8 and 3, this and that. And I think it's one thing I've talked to, like I said, we talked to coach a lot about is taking that next step and trying to win a CAA championship or, you know, go way deeper in the playoffs and make the the, the national change for the first time ever in UNH history. And um, that's one thing as a team that we want to take the next step as. Um, individually, though, I want to say, I mean, I guess would lead the league in interceptions. I've had 11 the past three years, and, um, you know, it's just something that I want to, you know, kind of give myself the title of as being that ball hog type safety that I've always, you know, said myself as. So um, individually, yeah, just be, for me, lead the league interceptions and, you know, just be a more consistent player and kind of, like I said, do you just lengthen that gap between me and and the players at the FCS level to kind of, you know, put my name out there and and just show people that this is not just me at an FCS level that I can prove and play. And you you can tell when you watch me play that I can play with the guys at the the higher level.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, know obviously, you know – Unfortunately, and, and maybe even fortunately, honestly, this past um, draft cycle was a tough one for FCS guys. Obviously, there's always that stigma that people have. Can they compete with the big dogs, that kind of thing? Obviously, the, the cancellation of pro days this past uh, draft cycle was a was a terrible thing for some of the guys. That, that And I'm thankful for you, though, because you're going to have a, a, a much better situation going into the 2021 cycle. And uh, kind of Evan, I'm looking at this now, man, and we're doing this obviously because you have dreams and aspirations of playing at the next level. So just talk to me a little bit about playing professional football potentially and, and what what type of blessing that would be for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of people dream of, of doing that and, you know, I'm um, coming to a smaller school, which obviously took the tougher route, but it was the only route I was I was given, being a smaller school guy. And, you uh, know, I mean, obviously if I get the opportunity, I mean, all, all I can ask for is an opportunity, whether it's. You know, any any type of opportunity I can get just to put my name out there and, and prove, like I've been saying to you all this whole time, that I can play with the big guys. And I think it's something that I've always, you know, attest to when I go back to my high school days in terms of playing basketball. I mean, I played against the guys in the NBA, and when I played against those guys, I always played pretty well. Like, I played against Derrick Jones. Me might have dunked on me once or twice, but at the end of the day, he, <laughs> he was, mm-hmm. you know, a good player. But I, I, I proved myself in terms of playing against him. We won the game. We played him and played against guys, that, you know, just – Whenever I go against a guy that would just be considered a maybe a, a higher star rating than I am or a better player than I am, I've always, you know, rise to the occasion in my opinion and was able to to prove those guys wrong. And like I said, if I can just get the opportunity to, to perform and compete at that level, I mean, it would just be an absolute blessing and anything I can ask for. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and that's kind of a great way to end this one for you folks. NFL Draft Bible Spotlight Edition. Again, Ryan Roberts, Rise and Draft on Twitter here with Mr. Evan Horn, safety, star safety, University of New Hampshire. Evan, want to thank you again, man. Really appreciate it. I hope that we can do this again sometime, and I, I hope that everything on your end is going really well right now, man.
1: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it again. Hope everything everything's good and you guys staying safe.